Eric, it feels like it's been a while since we've last talked, but I know it's only been like a week, maybe. Something right? like that. Some, yeah, something like that. Uh, well, I will welcome you as well as myself and, of course, all of our listeners to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. Eric, we've got a good show ahead of us. We're talking to uh, to Mr. Chili himself. He's got uh, his 7-on-7 uh, seven seven and big man competition tournament coming up. We've got the Suns and the Lakers. Uh, at, at the time of this episode actually airing, the series is now over. We're going to get into um, you know, just some of our favorite, our favorite moments from that series from... Just really the season overall for the Suns. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about what, what's going on up there in uh, in Flagstaff with you. Uh, and then a couple other uh, pretty cool things, including a very interesting topic that uh, we uh, are probably going to get some good engagement on. Because it's a very cool concept that has come to fruition this season and years past as well. But will it work for other high school programs? So, um First off, Eric, how are you doing, man? I'm all right. Just hanging in there, staying busy, um, trying to uh, get as much of a, you know, I've been here about a month in Flagstaff or so, um, yep. trying to get as much of a hold on the local sports scene as possible. It's a, it is a journey, um, but it's been enjoyable so far. You know, you, you've really been killing it. I mean, it, I, I can't imagine it was easy to basically go from covering really any school that you want to to obviously having to learn everything there is to know about Flagstaff, Coconino, Northland Prep. I mean, you know, just I applaud you, man, because you're doing a killer job. Like I said before, several times, I mean, you're very deserving of the the opportunity that you got and uh, you're you're thriving in it. And uh, I'm just happy for you, man. I appreciate that. It's been um, there's still a long way to go before I feel even a little bit comfortable, but um there's still there's still a lot to learn, and I've met a lot of awesome people here. Before we move on to uh, our first uh, our first segment here, uh, how is the new place? It is good. Um, yep. I'm happy to not have 105 every day. Okay. Um, are you are you officially into your new uh, condo? Not yet. I know you, I got not, oh, okay. Um, I'm in got a good spot right now. Um, just you know, getting by until the the place that I want to live for a while. Um, got it comes open but i have to imagine it feels more like home now i mean i saw you post a picture of the dog yeah i'm sure the cat's there your girlfriend of course is there with you so it's got to feel a little bit more like home now at this point right sure right on right on um first segment eric we don't have a special name for this one or anything it's just straight up game six anthony davis is starting uh at the time of this recording it is thursday june 3rd is the night of game six so eric and i are not really going to touch on too much of you know, obviously what happens because we don't know because the game hasn't started yet. Um, but overall, Eric, um, you know, Anth- like I said, Anthony Davis is starting, but we don't know how one healthy he is. I have to imagine he's not very healthy um, with that groin injury. We don't know if there's going to be a game seven or not at this point. Um, you know, like I said, as we're recording this, but let's just reflect on the season as a whole. You know, how much fun was this season for you personally as a Suns fan? Oh, it's been great. Um, it's We've talked about it a little bit. It started when we were talking about them in the bubble. Um, and there was just some hope for this group that hadn't been there in a long time. Um, and neither of us, I don't think, were expecting it to be like this, where they're a two seed and they're a game away from 
beating the Lakers. It could be that when this comes out, they have lost twice in a row and have blown yeah. the series. Who knows? Um, or they could be moving on to play um, in the next round. But it's been great. Um, there's been some cool new people. Chris Paul has been everything is advertised. Yeah. Um, We've seen the rise of some of the bench players like Cam Johnson's gotten better. Um, Devin Booker's taken a leap um, as another great player. Mikhail Bridges has been super fun to watch. He does everything on the floor. And I think the big story at the moment is campaign. Um, yeah, I was just going to say campaign. His game five performance was spectacular. Yeah, going from a guy who wasn't in the league uh, a little more than a year ago to now a real contributor and um, kind of the sixth man on the Suns making a huge impact. Jay Crowder um, playing great defense. He's been in a bit of a shooting slump, but his uh, everything else he brings to the game is huge. They're just, I mean, it's super fun. And if anybody had expected this, um, I, I would be surprised, but um, it's been it's been a pleasurable experience to watch them. I can't remember the last time I was this, this excited about the Suns. Actually, you know what? No, I can't remember. It was, I want to say, man, the year I'm going to get wrong, probably. It had to be either 2010 or 2011, probably 2010. I believe 2010. When uh, I, All I remember is I went to a playoff game. It was sold out. Orange shirts were everywhere because they gave them out, of course. And they beat the Spurs. I mean, it was just, I had so much fun that year. And I really wish I could afford to go to a game. The tickets are obviously very expensive right now. But I have to imagine the atmosphere might even be better than what it was, you know, 11 years ago, because, you know, it, it's been so long since they've gotten to this point. It's against the Lakers of all teams, who obviously, if you're a Phoenix anything fan or Arizona anything fan, you hate Los Angeles. Um, you know, just the atmosphere. I mean, you had the the beat L.A. chance during game five. That was one thing that I remember hearing when I was listening to the broadcast on the radio when I wasn't home. And, you know, just it, it just seemed like it was such a fun atmosphere. People are legitimately I mean, Phoenix is a basketball town. It always has been, even when the Suns have been slumping. And it's good to see that it's finally back to to being that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is it, because of how long it's been and the pandemic being over, um, not over. That's a silly way to put it, but. Yeah, uh, restrictions being um, lightened a little bit because a lot of people are vaccinated and um, they're learning more. So there, there's more people allowed. Um, yeah. And it's just a, a lot of pent up energy and everything going into a team that, um, you know, just hasn't been in this for a while. So it's great. I agree with you. It, it I haven't been to a game in the playoffs, obviously, um, with the Suns this year, but just from what I'm seeing and even social media and some videos and everything. It looks like people are just having the greatest time. Well, and like the thing is, so, you know, during game five, you and I kind of had a funny exchange on Twitter where you mentioned something about Giannis obviously going up against like KD and all those guys in the, on the nets. Um, and I, I think I said something like Eric, the Suns are on or something like that. And it, it's funny because that got some interaction, but then I even tweeted something about how the Lakers had no answer for the Suns at that point in game five. And, it was a lot of the same people I see who like or comment or like, you know, just enjoy high school sports stories. Also, uh, obviously liking a son's tweet. And that kind of shows that like 
it's not just the hardcore basketball fans that are involved at this point. It's literally the entire state. I mean, I don't know how it is up there. I mean, what's kind of the vibe that, you know, that the Suns are creating up there in Flagstaff? Oh, it's been great. I've seen jerseys. I've seen shirts. People yeah. just at the gym doing it. Um, a couple flags outside the house. I mean, we're two hours away, so we're not right in the city center or anything. But yeah. in Flagstaff, I mean, it's Arizona still. Um, and, you know, some people enjoy because they play normally their uh, preseason a few days up here and everything. So people mm-hmm. people like the team. And, I mean, you can see the energy all over the state. I would imagine, I would imagine in Tucson it's similar. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's just it's awesome to see. And I hope that obviously this core stays together next year. I think it will. Um, Cause I think no matter what happens in this, you know, playoff run, I think next year is going to be the year where they're truly a contender. Um, I mean, it's, it, we've seen Deandre Ayton really flourish and come into his own. Finally, it's taken so long. And finally, I, I, you know, maybe some people who still wish they had Luca, like I get it. You can make that argument. Um, Especially, I mean, man, it was only a couple of days ago. I saw him just absolutely destroy the Clippers in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you have to be very excited about about Da at this point. So definitely, um, yeah. and I'm hoping that um, this is uh, not a conclusion of the season. Um, exactly. We can talk about this again next week. But yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I just, you know, we, we unfortunately don't know. It's just based on our schedule that we had to do this week. We just don't know what's going to happen. So we have to, you know, do what we can at at this point. Um, Eric, one thing that we do know that's going to happen this weekend, flight club, you know, and, and obviously for those that don't know, this is not a popular shoe store. This is a seven-on-seven and big-man competition put on by none other than the man, Chili himself. What are you most excited for? Because I know you're making the trip down the mountain to come see this in Maricopa. Yeah, I am. It's going to be fun. Um, You know, I I haven't seen any sevens games yet this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I know they're all over the valley. um, But, you know, the Coconino and Flagstaff high school teams haven't played any local seven stuff yet. So yeah. I haven't gotten to see any, and I know it's, it's not the biggest thing in the world because it's not quote unquote real football, but it's still fun. Um, kind of makes you feel like football is actually on the way and um, you're just some of the fun of that experience. So I'm excited to see, you know, all, all you guys, everyone that's there. And then some of the coaches and players that I'd covered before. Um, I just think it's going to be a super fun event. And it's going to be run well, I assume. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of teams, a lot of talent. So it's just going to be a good time. You know, Chili's going to get into all the logistics and everything because we did interview him uh, about Flight Club. So he's going to explain all of that. Um, but one thing that's really cool is this is not the first time that he's put on an event for for athletes. Um, and, and this is a question I even asked him in our pre-recorded interview. But, you know, he's done stuff last. He did stuff last summer when um you know the pandemic was at its peak um obviously he had the chili bowl between higley and mountain ridge that we all covered and you and i really uh you know dove deep into it and did a, a bunch of stories for either team because you were kind of the west valley guy at that point um so i mean just this is just another like stepping stone i mean chili has become more than just the media you know 
recruiting kind of entity that that we have come to know him as here in Arizona. I mean, he really is at this point, he's an ambassador for high school football in, in, in the Grand Canyon State. So, I mean, it is really cool to see him kind of put on all of these things. Um, you know, it kind of sucks that it's uh, like in the middle of June in an open field on a day where it's probably going to be very sunny and very, very hot. I have to imagine you're not uh, you're not really excited to leave your uh, your weather up there, but I think either way, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm going to have to make sure to bring my I'll look like a coach out there with my big hat. <laughs> um, you know, they're goofy looking, but they're effective. Yeah. I know, I'm probably gonna have to go out and buy one. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Hat Club has something, or I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. But um, in the meantime, Eric, let's go ahead and uh, throw it over to our man Chili and let him tell us about Flight Club. Cool. We now bring in our good friend, Mr. Chili himself, the uh, the ambassador of high school football, as I am now officially naming him, <laughs> because he's got something pretty cool coming up. We've already introed it, of course, but Flight Club, um, you know, and not not to be confused with the very popular uh, Hype Beast shoe store there in uh in New York and in other locations as well, which are very overpriced, by the way. Um, but uh, uh, Chili, you you came up with this idea. It's a huge seven on seven big man competition. Tell us a little bit more. What can we expect this weekend from Flight Club? Um, I think what we're going to see right now, actually, to be honest with you, I think we're going to see uh, youth be served. I think we're going to see a lot of 24s, 23s um, exhibiting uh, their skills on the football field. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Zach, you, you know, you remember, uh, I actually pioneered this thing um, during the pandemic um, yep. and ev- when everything was shut down, the kids needed an outlet and an opportunity. And I created a uh, 10 team, uh, I guess, rotisserie style tournament of sorts where uh, teams could compete. And it was kind of like, just like a ladder type tournament. And it was a lot of fun. Um, it was, it was capped by uh, a chili bowl championship of sorts uh, between mountain Ridge and cactus. And then also, uh, a preview of the Tukey Bowl between uh, Mountain Point and Desert Vista. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited that I get to expand on that, build on it, and I've added a big man competition, and I've expanded from 10 teams to uh, 32. You know, it's funny because um, I was actually just going to ask if we're allowed to say what teams we saw in the summer because <laughs> we had to, we had to keep it kind of secretive. So, yeah. But- but it's cool, though, because and for those of you that don't know, and a lot of people don't know. So Chile actually had these teams when they weren't really allowed to do much. He kind of allowed them and gave them an outlet to come out here, get some work. And even though they weren't allowed to use footballs, even for the most part at their schools. And I mean, Chile went as far as even going out to the field in the middle of the night and painting lines. And this is at a park. So, I mean, you can tell he's dedicated to this. I mean. It's just, it's really cool what you've been able to do. Obviously, it stems from, you know, the last summer. But, I mean, you even had the Chili Bowl between, you know, Mountain Ridge and Higley. And, you know, just just a lot of really cool things that you're doing for these athletes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, providing opportunities for kids. And uh, I think that that's, like, got to be the biggest thing. Everybody says uh, they're they're doing this for the kids. They're in it for the kids. But, you know, are they really? What, what uh, lengths and extents are you willing to go to to make sure that these kids are um, sane and getting through it. The pandemic was hard on everybody. Uh, mental health is a thing. Um, and you know, talk to your friends, communicate and 
try to provide opportunities. Uh, let's get out there. Let's have some fun. Uh, shout out to my guy, Eric Newman. I know that he's going to be making a long trip from Flagstaff to rep for Coconino. So I'm super excited to have Eric Newman back in the valley, back in the city. Um, mm-hmm. So, hey, Eric, I, I know you got to be hyped up to cover Coconino a little bit. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Do you have any teams when when you're thinking about the roster and everything? Is there someone in mind that you think might win this tournament? Um, you know, I'm going to figure that out uh, probably this weekend. Um, I'm going to have all the coaches uh, submit uh, their rosters to me because we, we got to keep in mind, the dead period just lifted – June 1st. And with that, it became a zoo to try to get onto college campuses. Uh, That is kind of, um, it's been a little problematic, I think, for Flight Club because, you know, I'm smack dab in the middle of June and, um, you know, these kids are trying to get out there. They're trying to uh, showcase their abilities to college coaches. And and I'm I'm not in the least mad at them about that. But I think we're going to see a lot of youth out there. We're going to get a good look into the future of a lot of programs. Absolutely. It's cool because, um, you know, there, there are these tournaments a lot of the time, but you don't normally see a field this big um, in terms of just the sheer amount of teams. Has it been pretty crazy to try to put this all together? Yeah, it has. Um, you know, and what made it crazier was the dead period lifting on June 1st instead of May 1st. I think if uh, the dead period lifted on May 1st, I don't think that I'd have a problem. I'm currently holding two spots open uh, for Flight Club. Um, I'm trying to reach out to the coaches from Baghdad, uh, St. John's and Fort Thomas. I'd like to try to get, um, at least two of those schools, um, in flight club to participate. Uh, I'd like to give them a chance to have their kids get away from the current realities that they're surrounded by. Baghdad's burning down, Fort Thomas ravaged by the, uh, pandemic. And, you know, I, I think it'd be a cool opportunity for them. You know, Chili, I want to get into kind of the logistics of all of this. So, um, can, I, I know seven on seven, there's usually like, I mean, the, the quarters aren't very long. Obviously the fields aren't very big, uh, big man competition can really, I mean, geez, you can think about just about anything to actually have to do with a big man competition. They could do several things. Um, the seven on seven games themselves, what are kind of the logistics quarters? Uh, how big is the field? What can we expect from that? And then also what big man, uh, competitions are there actually going to be? All right, so uh, just getting through the seven-on-seven stuff, just so you guys know and everybody else knows, it is going to be a 25-minute running game. That's it, 25-minute running, right? No timeouts. Um, It's going to be on a 40-yard field, 10-yard end zone. Um, So you have to get – you have 15 yards for the first first down, 15 yards for the second first down, and then it's it's touchdown, right? So you have three downs to move the ball and on to to each successive uh, down, and then – um, if you don't get it, then uh, the defense gets the ball, and then we're going to see the next team try to do their thing. I think that uh, for the big man competition, shout out to my guy, Vince Amy with uh, Red Dot Productions. He's going to be holding down the big man competition, and that is going to be absolutely insane. Uh, there has not, I don't think, ever been a big man competition that has exceeded 20 teams legitimately. I did hear that there was one on ASU's campus years ago that was 17 teams and that was 17 teams but i heard that three of those teams only brought five five players so uh each of my big man teams i think i'm gonna have 29 or 30 teams out there 
Each are going to have 10 players, and it's going to be nuts. They're going to have a king of the ring. They're going to have a tire flipping contest. Uh, they are going to do one versus ones. Um, there's going to be an obstacle course and a tug of war. I like it. Hey, it's going to be crazy. Hey, Zach, you you might you might have to jump in there for uh, teaching <laughs> how to get down because I know I know you do your big man thing. Nah, man, no, nah, I'm not I'm not in shape for that yet. Come on now, Zach, don't hold out. You said that you could take Gavin Brocious, so I did not say that, Gavin. If you're listening, this man is lying. No, he is come on. lying. <laughs> come on now, you said. You said that you could hold your own with Gavin Brocious and teach him a few things. No. Hey, you said that you were going to open up the, um, you know, the Zach Alvira School for Big Men. And nope. I did hear that. You were saying that the other day, Zach. I was Z-Man, not saying. Z-Man, I'm trying to get you out there. I want to see you uh, block Elijah Rushing from South Point. I want to see you uh, mix it up with some of these guys. Uh, Deuce Davis from Hamilton. Come on, man. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll pass. I'll definitely pass. <laughs> Hey man, Zach, look, look, Zach, my, my, I hear, I bet you do okay. You wouldn't get last. I don't know. I don't know, man. The my, see, the thing is, is my football season ends this weekend, or well, I guess it ended last weekend, based on when we're recording this, or when it's going to air, I should say. Um, <laughs> so you know, once once that's over, man, I, I'm there's I'm taking about two or three weeks off from the field and unfortunately chili you know your event just happens to be only a week after so uh you know I just can't do it man come chili, on chili you mentioned a couple of the smaller teams I know Santan charters in you're trying to get some of these other small schools to come in are there any you're expecting to, you know really have a great showing yeah man I expect Santan charter to do their thing with Zayden Neal I, I expect Sequoia pathway to come out and showcase some of their athletes. I think that people are sleeping on, you know, I hate to use that term, but I think that people are sleeping on some of these smaller programs. Uh, You know, sevens kind of caters to them a little bit. It gives them an opportunity to kind of, you know, it cut, it literally cuts the field in half and, you know, they'll, they'll have a chance to shine. Don't, don't, don't sleep on some of them guys. Some of them guys, they're going to be ready. You know, Chili, I have to ask when it comes to big men because you know, we, you know, I love the big men. Um, that's my favorite position. Uh, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, who do you expect to stand out from your uh, from your competition? I mean, naturally, you know, uh, Hamilton, Basha, uh, they definitely got to be at the top. James Duran's absolutely yep. a monster. Ryan Bloom is going to show out. Um, Hamilton, they're they're loaded with you know Stovall and then obviously Deuce Davis, like we talked about. Um, Grant DeGaffin Reed. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to play with the big men uh, or participate with the big men. Um, Mountain Ridge got some dogs. Madoski's monsters. I've been hyping them up for a while. Alex Deuce is an absolute problem. Just saw him on his ASU trip. Um, his, his, uh, I'm not sure if his official or unofficial visit, um, but they're, they're going to be exciting to watch. Um, I'm curious to see how Brophy's big men do. I'm, I'm guessing that Zach Swanson will be there. Uh, Centennial's fully loaded, loaded. They got some dudes, Pinnacle's. Telling me that they're they're hyped up and ready for this. I'm honestly not sure. I am uh I'm excited to see, you know, who's gonna get down. I wanna see, you know, which one, which team out there is ready to make a name for themselves. Mountain Point's got a young kid over there, um, a, a twenty twenty five kid that's gonna be absolutely nasty. Hey, keep that a secret, bro. That's a story I have coming up. Hey, this is like <laughs> a preview. Come on now. Oh man, no! I'm excited to, and again, we won't get too much into you know specific names, but I'm excited to uh, highlight you know him early on in the season, or obviously yeah. in the summer, I should say. Um, he'll, I think he's going to be a 
he's going to take the the 6A by storm, I think. He's going to be a monster. Yeah, I think he's going to be a varsity player from day one, and, I, yep. you know, he, he's going to eat. He's definitely going to eat. Absolutely. Chili, thank you so much for coming on, telling us about Flight Club. Uh, when can we expect the full list of teams to be announced? Uh, the full list of teams actually next Tuesday on the two-piece. or okay. um, On the two-piece, uh, we're going to do a selection show. And, um, you know, I, I expect uh, both of my guys over here, uh, Zach Alvira and Eric Newman, the uh, Take It Easy podcast, they'll be representing. And yep. as soon as the pools are drawn, lottery-style, ping-pong ball lottery-style, um, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about these teams. So every media member that's going to be on the panel is going to have to do their research because you kind of have to know all 32 teams. So, okay. Um, that's when we're going to announce it, when the pools are set, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I like it, it, man. I like it a lot. All right, Chili, again, thank you, man, and uh, we're excited for Flight Club, and we will uh, we'll definitely talk soon. All right, thanks, guys. At just Chili, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, don't forget. Thank you again to Chili for joining us, telling us all about Flight Club. Make sure to uh, head down to Maricopa if, if uh, you know if you're willing to make that drive. Um, it's going to be, obviously, Saturday. Uh, starts pretty early in the morning, and I'm sure it's going to go, I mean, relatively all day long. So, uh, Eric, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, AALL Insurance. Um, Arizona Focus for almost 40 years. Uh, obviously, very good friends of the show, Papa Hinojosa. He was actually famous if you saw that video of him on Twitter uh, a couple days ago, but um, he's famous anyway, so he doesn't really need a right. video on Twitter. So, um, 30 Valley locations, home, auto, commercial insurance. Um, you know, Eric, I'm going to steal his line again this week. Uh, you know, we're, we're this is a primarily a high school show. We're talking about teenagers who are maybe starting to drive. They need insurance too. So why not let AALL.net do all of the shopping for you? It is that easy. They have partnerships with over 20 different carriers. Make sure to give them a call at 602-233-3333 or visit AALL.net. And uh, thank you to AALL Insurance for being a friend and sponsor of the show. Absolutely. All right, Eric, switching gears this is kind of the first time that i actually put like a script together quote unquote unquote, script for us to actually like you know see how long everything is and you know put time stamps and all that so we're we're really evolving in this uh in this podcast game if you must say um something pretty cool eric um baseball at the point of this record of this airing probably about almost two weeks ago had an all-star game, uh, just, you know, 6A, 5A, 4A. Uh, I think it was like, what was it, North versus South, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how the teams were exactly broken down. We're not really going to get into the logistics of everything. But softball also had their own all-star game this past weekend. Something very cool for all of these athletes. It gives them that one more chance, one more shot. And again, this is all for seniors. So it's that one more opportunity for them to really thrive and play a high school game and kind of take in the moment. Because as you know, Eric, and I know high school sports, there's nothing like it. It's a special time in, in any athlete's life. It so here's my quiz. It's, yeah, it's super fun. Um, and it's a it's a recap and a, as much as it is about the game, who wins and who loses the game itself doesn't really matter. It's the it's the experience and um, kind of being named. It's one more award because they have the all conference awards and and things like that. But really a chance to all be together in one spot. 
exactly. And I mean, I, I never got to play in something like this. I didn't play baseball in high school, obviously. Um, the closest thing that I came to doing something along this line was um, in the adult football league that I play. And not this one, actually. A few years back, they were going to do like an all-star game, but then it kind of fell through um, just because it was the end of the season. Everyone just wanted to be done. But um, I mean, you know, I have to imagine there's going to be like custom jerseys, all that stuff. I mean, it, it seems like a really cool thing. Now, here's my question to you, Eric, because this is what I was thinking of when I saw, obviously, that baseball did it and that softball did it. Is this something that could be done for virtually every other sport out there, maybe except for the individual ones? Because I think it's possible. So you mentioned the individual ones, and we'll get to this team thing later. But what what they do have is, I don't know if everyone participates in it, but the the track and field... uh, and I think swimming does it as well, meet of champions. So yep. obviously they have the um, the different divisions do their um, do their state meet. And so the people that did best can kind of go in one meet altogether. Um, but I think that, I mean, you could do it in a lot of team sports. I would hesitate on football. Um, obviously, I mean, the Pro Bowl exists, but yeah. the, there'd have to be a lot of logistics about um, you know, how hard people are actually going in a football game um, because playing any sort of tackle football is um, there'd have to be the preparation. And I'd assume they'd have to have some practices together because you can't just throw 11 versus 11 out there and expect them to just kind of go um, no, without, any, without any things like that, without any schemes, because that's how someone gets hurt. So that would have to be a logistic part of it. But I could see basketball, um, soccer, I could see a lot of these sports doing it. Volleyball could have a, you know, a, a six on six and maybe 10 to 12 te- players on each team, um, yeah. sort of a North versus South. I don't see why not. Yeah. The, the thing that I was thinking when it comes to football, um, obviously it would very much be like the pro bowl, which, you know, they generally don't go very hard anyway. Yeah. Um, but, if you're the AIA and you want to do something like this, well, I mean, even, I mean, now, obviously, this past season was different because they didn't really get a season, uh, but Tucson's doing their own all-star game. So, you know, there it's, it's possible. It is very possible to do. Now, here's my kind of thinking when it comes to logistics of things. I think you would almost have to, one, not include any seniors from championship teams. So whoever's playing in the championship, basically you don't play in it. Similar to the um, Super Bowl. Exactly. And similar in the, in the fashion of the Super Bowl as well, you push the championship game out two weeks. So instead of the semifinals and then the next week is uh, the, the championship, I think you push that out another week and that will give all of those players who may want to play in an, a Pro Bowl all-star game type of thing, you give them a week to actually practice. I like that. Now, now again, the problem becomes, though, it, it, let's say you can't. Well, because obviously North versus South, you're going to have obviously some Tucson kids with maybe some like South Chandler, like Basha players, whatever it may be. Obviously, it'd be hard for them on school nights or whatever to actually make the drive for a practice. That's where I think the aspect of Zoom comes into play, where... You know, I mean, geez, you can get almost anything done with Zoom at this point. You can go on Huddle and, and just tell them, like, hey, here's a very simple defense we're going to run. Um, here's who you have, you know, with you. 
you know, jump on a Zoom meeting together, kind of get to know each other a little bit if you don't already, and, you know, try to try to do the, the best you can. And I mean, worst case scenario, you do this game on like a Saturday and you just have your team come early for a walkthrough. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the yeah. teams do that anyway. So I think I think it's possible to do. I mean, I think to your point, basketball, I think would be super easy because you don't really need as much practice. Uh, I mean, you know, as you can much throw as five guys against five. And yeah, they'll be fine. It's what they do in club games. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, volleyball, same thing. Um, the only thing I would say with when it comes to like volleyball and basketball, though, is do you make like rosters obviously bigger to give guys a better, you know, more guys a chance or more guys or girls, I should say a better chance of making an all-star game because obviously you want to just use the, they already put out all conference. um, That's true. Good point. Just have, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be just quote unquote North versus South. You just split up the teams in some, you could make it any sort of arbitrary way. Um, You take whoever's already on the first first team, all conference, um, take out whatever seniors or whoever are playing in the um, championship games that are upcoming and, yeah, kind of do it the way you were you were talking about. In yeah. the only one that I really would worry about is football, and we've talked about that a little bit now. But yeah, and, just about and everything your... else, I think you could throw. Uh, soccer might be a little bit difficult, um, but you know, it would be it would be doable. Yeah, and I mean, especially with football, I mean, you have to worry about the guys who, you know, could opt out. Um, obviously, for the reason of maybe they're you know going and enrolling early in their school of choice um, or they just don't want to risk getting hurt in, a, in an all-star game, which is totally understandable. But I think there's enough seniors that would want to play in something like that, that you could still feel the team, even if you have a, a bunch of, you know, D one guys opt out. Definitely. You could have whoever's on the second team, all conference or yeah. something like that show up. Yeah, I mean, at that point, too, if you, I mean, if you get through all the conference lists, I mean, you could even, at that point, just start getting honorable mentions. Yeah. Start going through, start going through region, region honors. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of those guys might be the same, but there's definitely options to fill a roster, I think. Um, I don't know, man. I just think, I think it'd be something pretty cool. I think, I feel like some seniors would take it as an advantage to play one last time for their school. And we're not talking about the AIA buying them all, you know jerseys and all that like they can use their home or away uniforms yeah you have one team where they're whites and the other team wear color or something yeah and i mean you do the same thing in basketball and volleyball too like it doesn't you know you don't have to get you know jerseys for them or whatever i mean if you do down the road that'd be really cool but because especially if it's something they can actually keep in you know as a as a you know memento or you know memorabilia item that they can show their kids one day um, but I mean, I just think, I think there's options to do it. And I think it's really cool for those baseball and softball players that they can do that. And I would like to see them try to do something for those other sports as well. Definitely. So, and I would love to cover it too. I mean, how fun would that be? Would you want like all the other silly things to go on with it too? Like the pro bowl has the, um, the, the dodgeball game and capture the flag or whatever else is there. Or are you just strictly talking? Cause I know um, we're, we're, I mean, this is all hypothetical anyway. I mean, I feel like that'd be too much. Cause then you'd have, because they do that over the course of like two weekends, don't they? That's true. Yeah. Or maybe so, I mean, the full week or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think just doing a game would, would make more sense, but um, I think you let them tweet during the game. I think that'd be kind of fun. 
or like let the media run the sidelines and do like interviews from the sideline like during the game kind of like the xfl did um yeah i mean the pro bowl does the same thing too though that's true i think i think they do anyway i know they tweet during the game yeah but um you know, don't flag them for like excessive celebrations and stuff like that. Encourage if they score. it. You get an extra Encur- if you're celebrating. Encourage it. Enough. Yes, encourage it. Encourage that thing. You know, get ba- uh, get a uh, Bally Sports to come out and, and film the game and maybe do it live. I mean, I think that'd be really cool. Get Sandy or Sarah Cazell, two of our friends, to to roam each sideline together. We could make this thing really cool. I definitely agree. It could be fun. It could be really fun. Um. So that is kind of my idea, and, I, and it seems like you and I are kind of on the same page. Um, you know, we want to hear from our listeners. What do you guys think? You think this is something that's possible? Um, let us know. Drop a drop a comment uh, below in the episode. Uh, you know, the link on the Twitter page that we're going to send out. That was that made no sense whatsoever. I think all of you guys know what I mean, though. Um, but I think I think it's something that could be really cool. Um, and good for those baseball and softball players that they already have the opportunity to do that. Um, Eric, a new segment that I kind of came up with myself. Maybe we'll change the name eventually because I kind of came up with this like you know very quickly. But um, what's happening in flag? You know, we we kind of talked about this before. We don't really always get an opportunity to highlight the Flagstaff kids as much as we would like to. Um, even though you're up there now. And I think that kind of was my point in doing something like this. We're going to spend some time going over just everything that's going on in Flagstaff sports, because they're just as important as all the others, uh, you know, all the other athletes across the state. So I'll let you take it away for right now and I'll kind of interject when needed, but what's going on up there in Flagstaff, man? It's uh, it's been busy. Um, I just went out to Coganino high school yesterday um, the Friday paper on June 6th or June 4th will have a, uh, edition of the story. It'll be online. Uh, the, the Panthers boys have started a rebuilding process. They don't want to call it that, but they lost their top four scores from last year on a team that made the, the semifinals and, um, were close at first, but ended up losing pretty heavily to St. Mary's, um, who won the eventual 4A championship really solid team. Um, no, no, no dismissal of flags or of Coconino because of that. It's not an embarrassing loss, um, super talented group, but you know, they're, they're in the process of trying to figure out who their next leaders are going to be, who the next top scorer is, things like that. So I talked to coach Mike Moran there, um, going out to Flagstaff high school girls basketball. They were quarter finalists last year. Um, coach Ty Johnson does a great job there. There's going to be some, a summer tournament and all this kind of awesome summer basketball going on. I've gotten to go to a couple of the football practices for both Flagstaff and Coconino done a couple features over the last couple weeks. Something that's exciting, uh, locally is the, um, Flagstaff soccer club, a club team, um, just, uh, it's the U 17 girls won the Arizona president's cup the, a couple weeks ago. Um, the first time that a Flagstaff team has won it, and that means they get to go to the regionals in Salt Lake City, play against some of the best girls club soccer teams in the country, try to make the national tournament. So that's a huge deal. I just put a story out about that a couple of days ago. 
Now, regarding that, will they play like the uh, the Real Salt Lake like youth team? They up did. There? They beat the Real Salt Lake youth. Really? Team, um, the Arizona wow. one to get to this, and that's kind of what's such a cool accomplishment is they beat a they beat a Real Salt Lake based team in Arizona in the final to go um, to this. So it's kind of cool. They were talking a lot about how you know we're a small town team going up against some of these, they, they call them all-star squads because, you know, there's so many teams and in club soccer, you can switch from one to another and um, kind of share girls and things like that. So yeah. to win that tournament, they won in PKs um, is a really cool accomplishment. Uh, I don't know how, what to expect from them in the, um, in the regional round against teams from Colorado and Utah and Idaho and, you know, all these other squads out there. We'll see. Um, but it's still a really cool accomplishment to get out there. And then a big thing that's going on locally is NAU. Um, the, the, they just finished up the regionals for track and field, the West regional and the East regional had their, the top athletes who won that go to the NCAAs and NAU had three students, uh, three athletes make the NCAA, uh, championship meet. And they had two in the 10 K Abdi Hamid Noor is a, boy and jessa hansen's a girl they both made the 10k um and then a guy by the name of luis grijalva uh is at the national championship for 5k so there's a good amount of distance runners from nau going to nationals um the ncaa meet and that's late next week so that's kind of the big stuff that's going on around here um some little things here and there the Little League City Tournament is this Saturday. By the time you're listening to this, this will probably have finished. Um, that's a huge deal around here. It's the all the best Little League players in the city of Flagstaff are all playing against each other. So it's a cool opportunity. Now, will those uh, Little League teams move on to like regionals and everything like that too? So the way it works is this is just their league, uh, the Got city it. tournament. Okay. So... What they do for the, and I know you've covered Little League World Series yep. type qualifying and whatever. What they normally do is put out a uh, one or two Flagstaff All-Star teams together and they play against okay. other teams from the region like Williams and um, some of the other small, Lee, some of the other small towns around here, Camp mm. Verde, um, stuff like that. So it'll be the, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, 13 best players that they determine from the league. Um, I'll make kind of an All-Star team for that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Because I know um, I recently just did a story on uh, a juniors team actually from Ahwatukee that won their district over Chandler. And they're actually moving on now to basically just, you know, playing the all-star tournament where, you know, for those that are Little League fans, this is the upcoming tournament is where, you know, Cody Bellinger's name became a household, you know, name, I guess you can say. Um here in Arizona because he was obviously part of that Chandler team that went to the World Series. Um, so this is kind of the starting point for all of that. Um, now, it's not like, you know, you win this and then you go on to the World Series. It's like five Williams rounds Park. or something. There's like, yeah, like you have to win state and then you have to win in California. Then you have to win like the mid or like um, a bigger like regional tournament. And then you can go to Pennsylvania. So. And then even from from even there, I mean, I don't even think, well, I guess at that point you would represent the entire West, but there's like, it's still like three or four, maybe even five more rounds, like Eric just said. 
Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting into it, but I think the world, uh, the actual Little League World Series doesn't even take place until like mid to late July, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it, that's super fun, though. It's always a good time to just kind of watch that. And um, yeah, there's always some fun stories that kind of come out of it as much as um, it's not even always baseball stuff. It's just, you know, you find a fun personality and yeah. a root for, you know, you find yourself rooting for the South Dakota team just because some kid has a funny name or <laughs> that's like has a cool um, right. hobby or whatever. Well, and then not only that, but I think for us, like to kind of bring it back to a local perspective, these are kids that we're going to see at the high school level in three or four years. Yep. So, or maybe even less than that. So like, you know, it, it's really cool because, you know, part of the whole deal with the story I did on the, they're called the Awatuki Bulldogs, is these kids are literally heading into ninth grade in about a year, some of them two years, or I sorry, I should say next, next fall, or some of them like, you know, in two years from now. So you know, these are kids that I may, if they're, if they're as good as obviously, you know, they're, they look to be, you know, these are kids I may be covering as freshmen in, you know, in, at, at next spring. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of that, I did a story for the, for the Tribune on Mountain View's team who two years ago went to the Little League Softball World Series. So, I mean, and half of that team from the softball Little League World Series team is now playing for Mountain View, and they were pretty good this year. So it's really cool things like that that we can actually, like, you know, look forward to kind of get to know these players, get to know the parents, obviously, more because, you know, they're still 12 and 13 years old. It's not like we can just go up to them like we do with high school kids that are a little more mature and they, you know, they kind of expect to talk to us at this point. But nonetheless, I mean, it's cool to see kind of the future of some of the teams that we cover and especially... You know, in the case of Awatuki for me and Flagstaff for you, there's only really three schools in Awatuki and three schools in Flagstaff. So, um, you know, we kind of get to know them a little bit more than the others just because we're uh, around them a little bit more often. Definitely. So, um, Eric, anything else you want to add to what's going on in Flagstaff there? That's about it is the, the you know, those couple big things that are going on. Uh, the NCAA athletes is a pretty cool thing. It's not surprising that, um, after flags, uh, after NAU won the um, the cross country national championships, that they've got more um, athletes that are competing in the in the five k and the ten k at uh, nationals. So that it shouldn't surprise anybody. That's pretty yeah. cool. And then um, you know, just getting into the uh, the summer football stuff. Flagstaff is not going to be at the Chili at Chili's event. Um, Coconino will be at Flight Club. So I'm excited to see how they do there. They've got a lot of um, new talent coming into the offense, and I assume they'll probably change up their roster and that stuff a little bit, kind of see who's going to end up being the starting quarterback, some of their top receivers and everything. So we'll see. It's going to be a good time. Right on. Right on. Uh, Eric, you and I tend to talk about food quite a bit on this podcast, so I figure it's time to actually make it a segment. Yes. It's not going to be a very long one, of course. We're not going to you know, spend – 20 minutes talking about food but just very simply what in the last week was the best thing that you ate it was actually this morning um went to okay. I'll, I'll shout out the restaurant toasted owl is a breakfast and lunch place in flagstaff uh they have one near downtown and then i think there's one on the east side Went there for the first time. Uh, we picked it just because it was a place that you could go eat breakfast and brunch and lunch and 
um, sit out on the patio and enjoy a nice Flagstaff summer day. And they allowed us to bring the dog. Um, so that was kind of fun to bring the dog. I don't know that I want to do that all the time. I don't want to become one of those people. Um, but we did it this time and I had a breakfast burrito, which is always great. It had chorizo eggs, well-cooked potatoes. Um, I added mushrooms and a little bit of cheese and then it had a fresh homemade salsa as the, as the sauce for it. Uh, I ate the whole thing. It was delicious. Wow. The only thing I think I would add to that is uh, just for another like taste variety, a little bit of sour cream. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, that sounds good, though, man. That sounds really good. Um, my turn, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. OK, so uh, as I've said several times, I'm kind of on a uh, diet kick right now. So I only really eat virtually one to two bad meals, quote unquote, bad meals a week at this point. I've been really trying to, you know, be strict on myself. Um, so for healthy meals, I just had actually literally right before we started recording this, um, I had a, uh, a Buffalo chicken salad from salad and go It was only about 400 calories or whatever, but man, it was good. Like oh, I was actually really surprised before it was very, very good. I even got one of their cold brews, um, and I put a little almond milk in it. I mean, it was very good. Um, so I, I will be going back for that. And it was only like for the coffee and the salad. It was like, God, I think it was like seven bucks, That's which isn't bad because it's a really good size salad. I'm probably going to do double chicken next time just because, you know, it was that good. A little bit extra protein. Why not? Dig it. Um, So I, I typically eat my worst meals either right after I play in a football game or like the next day. So like Sunday. Um, this one happened to be Sunday. So it wasn't, and when I say worst, I just mean like, obviously not really on a diet. Um, so I've had it before and it's probably nothing like that special for anybody in, in all honesty. But, um, my, a couple of my buddies and I went to cold beers and cheeseburgers and I just got a monster, just bacon cheeseburger, uh, onion rings, half onion rings, half fries. Didn't eat all of those. Cause I got full really quick, but, um, Man, there's nothing better than just a very good cheeseburger and a beer. I mean, sounds it, about right. It was, it was so good, man. It was so good. And one of the one of our buddies who was with us, uh, he actually had already eaten, so he just went there to basically get dessert. And he got a monster pizuki. It looked amazing. I did not go that crazy. What is a pizuki? It's like a cookie skillet. Oh, you know, for sure. Yeah. So it's just like a like literally take a cookie and like spread it out on a hot so it's skillet. just a giant cookie basically it's a giant cookie on a hot skillet so it's like super warm and throw some ice cream on top of it it was it looked really good but for sure i, I didn't want to go that crazy but yeah i mean again not anything like special like yours like a new like you know place that no one's ever heard of especially if you don't live in flagstaff but i mean that burger was just so good after eating you know not burgers <laughs> yeah for for an entire week cold beer um, and cheeseburgers gets the job done man it was so good, man. I'm telling you, it was, it was very, very tasty. Um, so, anything else that you want to add that you ate in the last week, or you want to save it for uh, anything you plan? Well, I guess anything you plan to eat, we'll do for next episode. Let's but, do that. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll uh, we'll we'll keep it there. So, um, all right, Eric, we're at the point of the show where we're gonna start wrapping things up. Uh, quick little housekeeping notes. The Cardinals started their, uh, I think it's all voluntary workouts at this point, so it's not like anything official. Um, I know there was uh, 
a big, uh, you know, fuss on Twitter about Kyler Murray not really being in attendance for the offseason because he was in in Texas working out. Uh, he was actually at the voluntary workout, so people can relax. Um, I saw J.J. Watt actually throwing or not throwing, catching uh, footballs as a receiver, which was interesting because he did that a few years ago, right? Like there was a there, maybe five, six years ago, there was a time where he was catching footballs. Um, well, I mean, he can he can do literally anything. Yeah. Um, and if you want to see any of the any of the videos I saw, uh, my good friend Tyler Drake, he works for Arizona Sports. He was the one who actually posted them. So go and follow him on Twitter. I think it's at T the T Drake for sports or something like that. Um, Tyler, sorry if I got your handle wrong, but people will find you. Um, the D backs are again struggling as we record this. They're playing the Brewers and they're losing. Um, so you know the, this will be several games have gone by probably by the time this actually airs. But um, yeah, I mean not not great, not great. They're uh, <laughs> I think they're like seventeen or eighteen games at the time of the recording below five hundred. So. I mean, I guess we kind of expected that, but still wish they would do a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but um, college baseball and softball, man. Arizona, Arizona State, they're uh, they're playing in a regional in softball. We've got all three, well, two Valley teams, and I guess one Tucson team, and NAU's not playing. But um, ASU, Grand Canyon, and U of A baseball are all uh, all in the in the NCAA tournament in the regionals right now. So. Exciting things there. I did a story on Ethan Long, a Mountain Point grad who's been killing it for the Sun Devils. Uh, go ahead and read that at awatuki.com. A little self-plug. Um, yeah, man. I mean, kind of exciting. A, a lot of things happening this summer. It's, it's a lot better so far than, than what we had to deal with last year. I remember we had about five weeks on this podcast of schedule talk for high school football. And the reason we did that is because it seemed like the schedule is changing every week. Um, yep. we didn't know what was happening when, and we had all these potential games and everything, and a lot of them didn't even end up happening. So, I mean, it's, it's great to have at least somewhat of a cemented, um, a, a cemented schedule. Well, it's funny too, because we haven't even really touched on the schedules that much this year. Yeah. Because we really haven't had to, because we yeah, had actual other sports stuff to, going on. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're just saying, okay, well, another week in the pandemic. What'd you do for fun? Oh, I sat at home and played Call of Duty. Oh, me too. Like, you know, we're actually able to go places. And obviously, you know, still safety is the number one priority. But like you mentioned earlier, I mean, the vaccines are there. I mean, pretty much no masks at all anymore. I've, I've, I've even gone as far as not wear one at the gym at this point, but I am also vaccinated now. Um, we're not going to get into that because obviously people have different opinions, but, yep. um, you know, it just, it feels a lot more normal, which is a lot, obviously more fun because that means sports are happening and we're almost back to really quote unquote normal life, which is obviously a good thing. That's the number one goal. So it's a lot of fun. Definitely. But with that being said, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show. Make sure you give us all a follow on Twitter. Uh, first off, at Just Chili on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I did not do that as smooth as he is able to do it. Uh, make sure to check out his uh, his 7-on-7 seven seven and Big Man competition, Flight Club, this Saturday in Maricopa. Uh, you can find all the information on his Twitter account. Um, you know, Andy Silvis did a nice uh, graphic for all the teams. It's actually really cool. Um, make sure to follow myself at Zach Lavara. Make sure to follow Eric at Enuman Rights and the two Arizona Varsity Twitter accounts as well at AZHSFB and at Arizona Varsity. Thank you once again to our sponsor, AALL.net. 
make sure to you know visit their website for any insurance needs and until next time we will talk to you all next week when i say hillshire you say farm hillshire farm go meet <laughs>